Hi, my name's Rose, and I'm so excited to bring you this episode of An Inside Job, a podcast about my journey in life and what I've learned to be valuable along the way. I'm the author of An Inside Job, a practical guide to finding your true self. I'm a life changer and a mentor, helping you see your way through to freedom. You know, when you're willing to change, when you decide that enough is enough, the teacher always appears. Whether it's loss, pain, trauma, look, I'm not promising this to be pretty, but I assure you, this is going to be worth it. Understanding yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, and even being in harmony with yourself. Your life is an inside job. No one can do this for you but you. So are you ready? Hello, 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 and welcome to episode three of season one of An Inside Job with Rose. And today we are going to talk about the empath. I had no idea that I had been living as an unconscious empath for a majority of my life. I'd been called too soft, goody two-shoes, very emotional, I didn't know that they were some of the traits of the empath. I had a strong gut instinct, but I never, ever listened. When I began the journey to finding my true self, I was told that I was an empath. I had no idea what an empath actually was. It was almost like identifying myself. All of a sudden, all the signs of being an empath linked to everything I felt. Being an empath wasn't enough. It was more important to become an enlightened empath, knowing not just the traits, but the self-care, the boundaries, knowing all the aspects of the empath. This is what's helped me be able to help others. If you don't learn all about these parts on how to look after the empath, you remain an unconscious empath. So let's discuss a little bit about the empath. So what is an empath? I like to call an empath a sponge. So if you think about a sponge, you know, it absorbs water, it absorbs any fluid. And I see that as a sponge absorbs all energy that surrounds it. All the really nice stuff, nice, warm, soapy water, or really gunky sludge. So this is how I see the empath. The empath is this absorber of energy. And empath kind of comes from the word empathy. So when you think of empathy, you think of someone that feels for somebody else. They can feel their experiences. They feel and see things from their perspective. Empaths are seen as over-emotional, too sensitive, they feel too much. They can even be seen as hermits. But really for an empath, it's not about being alone. It's more about self-preservation, self-care. Those are the kind of things that empaths really, really need, more so than others. I am definitely all those things and more. And just so you know, I always have a box of tissues ready to go on my couch for those teary moments. I am always prepared. 
the empath feels a lot. Now, in this episode, there's so many characteristics and traits when it comes to being an empath, but I want to highlight just a few of them because otherwise I could talk for hours. The first point I want to make is that empaths are really highly sensitive. They're usually quite spiritually open. They are quite giving. You tend to find they have a good heart. Through thick and thin, they will be there for you. They nurture people. They love looking after people. And even though they're seen as soft, they are told sometimes to toughen up, stop being so soft, but that's who they are. The empath also absorbs other people's emotions because they spend time listening to people's problems, being there for them, nurturing them. They are very tuned into people's moods, whether it's good or bad. You know, I like to say the good, the bad and the ugly. Exactly that. They tune into all of that. They feel everything and some things they feel it to the maximum. So they it's almost like you've got a volume button and it's about feeling and you turn it right up. This can be if there's negativity or anger, they take all that on as well. So if we go back to the sponge, this is when they take things on and if it's negative just imagine that negativity being soaked right in and this really affects the empath's life in so many ways because as soon as they walk away from that energy they're still carrying it and that affects their health their relationships around them and even stops them reaching their goals but if you think of it in the other way if they surround themselves in positive warm, peaceful energy, they soak that in and they flourish. So empaths absorb. So it's really important to know what to let in and what not to. So if you think of the sponge and then you put scotch guard around it and then you put it out into negativity, that's not going to get in. So this is why a empath needs shields, boundaries, protection. Very, very important. And we will talk about that in the next episode. Another thing is empaths are also known as introverted. I'm not that introverted. I do like being around people, but I do limit how much time I spend with a lot of people. And I find that if there's too much energy that surrounds me, I get tired very quickly or I feel like a sensory overload. That's the only way I can explain it. And I start feeling overwhelmed, like too much energy at one time. As an empath, I really do enjoy my time on my own. It kind of gives me time to recharge myself. I love being around other people. I love being with my friends. I love being with my family. But honestly, once everybody goes home or I leave a situation, I kind of take a deep breath because it's almost like my energy feels like I'm a battery that's running on low. So I need to recharge myself. I do like that alone time, that time for me. Even though we like to say we're introverted, we are extroverted, but only to a certain degree. We can do it, but we can't do it for too long. I couldn't do it 
constantly. I would need to have alone time. And if I'm in an environment that I'm around people all the time, I feel so exhausted when I get home that I just sit on the couch and feel like I've just been running a marathon. So I feel like I have zero energy left in the tank. As an empath, I really need to be shielded before I can go out of my amazing little introverted environment out into the public, into other people's energy space. So shielding is one of those things that, like it is when you place the scotch guard around the sponge and you go out into a busy environment, lots of energy, it stops all that energy to be absorbed into the empath. And we will be discussing these in the next episode, which will be about boundaries. Empaths are also very intuitive. An empath always knows if someone's lying to them, they're guided to take action on something, instincts that says yes, or the instinct that says no. If an empath has learnt boundaries, boundaries for an empath is like trusting the inner voice. And if you've got those boundaries in place, you find that you don't second guess that intuition that comes in. So if something in your mind says, no, don't do that, that's not wise, you don't do it. But if you are an empath that you haven't learnt boundaries yet, you tend to go, oh, but... I don't want to upset so-and-so. So even though I'm getting no, don't do that, you still go and do it because you don't want to upset anybody. You don't want to upset the apple cart. So you go and do something you don't want to do, not listening to your intuition and then finding that you are right all along. That's like when you meet someone and that very first instinct, your energy and their energy has clashed and there's something that doesn't feel right. It doesn't mean they're a bad person and it doesn't mean you don't like them. It just means that my energy is just not receiving the other energy very well. It's almost like two pieces of a puzzle are trying to go together and they're not supposed to go together. When that happens, you can feel that there's something that's in that person's energy that's not aligning to you but you ignore it because an empath always wants to do the right thing and doesn't like to judge other people and wants to fit in and it's okay I'm going to ignore that and then down the track finds out that instinct they originally had with that person was correct. That's why I always love to talk about the empath and the empath with boundaries. So it's so important for the empath to have boundaries. The empath is like a magnet. And if you've ever heard of energy vampires, these are people that unintentionally feel a void. An empath always has that nurturing, that love, that listening and an energy vampire sinks their teeth into that person and draws out everything they need. Maybe not as graphic as that, but you get my drift. So an energy vampire is just in need of fulfillment. Once they take everything from the empath, 
they feel great. They walk out the door and the empath is empty. That's why we use that visual of the energetic vampire because the empath is ready to give and the energetic vampire is ready to take. And like I said, this doesn't always mean that the energetic vampire is mean or vicious or doing this intentionally. Sometimes this can be in the form of a friend that feels broken and has gone through so much, but they don't action fixing anything. They're looking for someone to fix things for them. This is when it's not a healthy exchange because when there's an exchange, there's usually let me unload, let me then cut my cord from you and hug you and thank you so much for listening and walking away. But an energetic vampire is usually someone that's so lost that you can give them all the advice in the world but they won't follow things through. And when you see them next, they will talk about the same thing and they've done nothing to fix that. Empaths have been energetic vampires too. I know I have been one. And that's when we feel like we don't have boundaries. We haven't got our life together. We can't see what we need to do. And there's always this beautiful friend or someone that can listen And when you have those boundaries, you can say, okay, I have listened. I'm now disconnecting because that's what an empath with boundaries does. They disconnect because an empath needs to realize they're not here to fix everyone. An empath is here to guide, nurture, help, be there for assistance, but also give the other person space and room to get their life in control themselves. So an empath sometimes in a destructive way feels like they have to fix the whole world because the whole world will fall down if they don't fix them. This is why empaths need the boundaries. It's not just from other people. Sometimes empaths need the boundary for themselves because you can't fix everybody. And this is when you have to allow other people to go off and help themselves. It's a really tough lesson, but it's a good one when you know how to do that. Empaths are really connected to nature. So I know that for me, when I feel overwhelmed, overloaded, lots of energy. Sometimes if I've had some difficult clients or even difficulties in my own personal life, I'm drawn to the ocean or put my feet in the ocean or the feet, my feet in the sand. It's connecting to nature. It's connecting to the earth. I know some clients that actually love walking with their feet in the grass. And I know I love doing that too. Sometimes Um, it's about connecting to the earth, to nature, being in a park, amongst trees, in the forest, near water. It's anything that is connected to nature. This could even be sitting outside in the garden. It's amazing how much nature is there to replenish us as human beings. And this is why a part of me is so against removing all nature and just building suburb after suburb with no trees and no birds for somewhere to go and sit. 
we need nature because nature refuels us. So the empaths feel that. Empaths have got a big heart and they want to take pain away from other people. So when they see people hurting, they take that mission on and they want to reach out and they want to ease these people's pain. They want to make things good. But empaths don't just stop in the want. They are on a mission and they just keep going until they can try to make that person's pain go away. And whilst they're doing that, they're replenishing other people. Empaths are always left feeling drained and empty. It's so important to have strategies boundaries and tools to be able to stop you from being completely depleted. When COVID hit, for me, I started being flooded with information about the empath. That's why the empath has been spoken about. And that is because how they showed it to me was 2020 was the rise of the empath. And this is when the empath could not exist the way they have been existing for a very, very long time. The empath was undervalued and not seen clearly for so long. The universe was saying, you have to gather the empaths. They need to know their boundaries or else they won't be here and available to help the earth exactly when it's needed. So even though COVID came along, so did the rise of the empaths. And many empaths came to me saying, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. 2020 really did bring us some big major lessons. And the message for the empath was no more being a doormat. The beautiful example they gave me was to be the security screen. (laughs) I love how they give me the sign so simple that I can understand. And when they showed me the security screen, it means that instead of being the doormat, it's important now for the empath to be that security screen, which means that people can't just come in whenever they want. They can't drink from that cup all the time, leaving an empath with nothing left. It's time. It's time that when that doorbell rings, the empath decides, do I have enough energy to share today? And if the empath does not, it is time for the empath to fill that cup. A full cup means, yes, come on in. I have energy to spare today. But the empath needs to have those boundaries to be able to say that. It's kind of if we look at it like COVID. So when we're going into a toxic environment or a negative environment, or you know that someone's going to be needing the energy that you've got, it's like when we go in for COVID, we have a mask on, we have gloves on, we use hand sanitizer. Same thing. We go in, we help, we do what we need to do. And then when we leave the environment, We take our gloves off, we take our mask off, we hand sanitize again. It's what we're doing is we're still going in to help. We're still there as empaths, but we are doing whatever we need to do to protect ourselves. 
having boundaries is really difficult for an empath because empaths really don't like conflict. They dread conflict. They avoid conflict any way they can. They're not very good with criticism. They don't like being cut off either. If they know that they're going to set boundaries, they feel conflict coming. And that sometimes can be because an empath can sense how the other person is taking the news about the boundaries. An empath feels very guilty about it. So if an empath can avoid a conflict, they will. We're currently living in a world where empaths are really needed. And this is why it's so important for boundaries. So even though an empath is afraid of conflict, this is the time that an empath needs to learn about how to set the boundaries, how to take good care of themselves, because an empath is going to be needed more than ever. This is why I wanted to bring the empath into the podcast quite early so we could identify and then work with techniques along the way. Season one is about starting from the ground up, which is about my journey and how I got to where I am right now. And learning about the empath was a really big aha moment for me. It revealed so much of myself so I was able to learn more about myself and grow. The process of finding your true self is learning how to say no and not feeling guilty. It's about having those boundaries and this is why this was so important right at the beginning. But for this week, I know that you're going to think, well, I don't know how to have boundaries up right now. I need something. So I'm going to give you just a little bit of something and then we'll talk more about it in the next one. So if you're going in to help somebody or you're listening to a friend that's in need or you're going into a conflict environment, maybe work feels a bit icky right now. Make sure you keep your energy space protected with a shield. And that can be as easy as thinking in your mind's eye, think about what you did yesterday and you've got like this little movie going on in your mind. I want you to visualize white light all the way around you, like being in an egg eggshell all the way around you. So what you're actually doing is you're placing a protection shield around you. Every time you associate with people, see it like COVID, wash your hands. I always wipe across the front of my chest, which is where our cords usually connect to others. And I always say I disconnect with love and anything that doesn't belong to me, I leave behind. And what you're saying is, I'm not taking on something that doesn't belong to me. And when I have my shower, I feel the water running down and say, I wash away everything that doesn't belong to me and I'm fully protected. It's as simple as that. We don't want to get too technical in this one. You don't have to be completely an empath because everybody needs shielding, whether you're an empath or not refueling and conserving your energy is important for your health on all levels. This is your emotional, mental, physical, 
spiritual. It's all of them. So when you protect and shield yourself, you are shielding yourself from being vulnerable on all those levels. So next week, we're going to talk about boundaries for the empath. Talk about energy, shields, technology, how to have disconnection, how we place ourselves in the position of being strong as an empath, not agreeing to things in the moment because empaths are really bad at that. (laughs) We agree to things without really thinking about how much energy is in the tank, setting limits and how to create time for yourself so you do recharge re-energize so important as an empath i very much look forward to sharing the next episode with you next week if you enjoyed this week or if you have any questions at all please email me at info at and i look forward to sharing the next episode with you next week See you later. My book and inside job can be found on all online stores. You can find me at rosemonaco.com. And also I am on Instagram as Rose Monaco Believes. You can also find me on Facebook on Rose Monaco Believe the Best is Yet to Come. I look forward to connecting with you next time.